What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I thought that we could talk about how to stop hating someone. Because I think if we're honest, we've all been at a place in our lives where there has been somebody who we hate so much that it makes our mind go to places that we wouldn't naturally go to. Mm -hmm. I can certainly attest to this. I have an ex-fiance, one, (laughs) but somebody else that comes to mind is actually a doctor that I worked for. This doctor literally made me a believer in Lucifer. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't understand just how much of myself was taken away because of this individual until that individual no longer existed in my life. And As time went on, I started to realize that this individual still had control over me, even though I had no interaction with her whatsoever. This is a woman who told me that my husband was trained to kill people during the whole George Floyd Palooza shit. This is a woman who told me that I was limited because of a health condition that I have. This is a woman who told me the moment that I walked out knowing that my mom would die that day, that this was not the worst thing that could happen to me. (laughs) And I never knew just how much of a narcissist, and now I know that that is the correct clinical term for this, that this individual is until I was no longer under her wrath, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And I have found that there are ways for us to get over this a lot easier than having to spend the time that I wasted being able to do it for myself. And there's a book called The Tools. I'll link it down below. And there's two gentlemen. The The first one is Phil Stetson. The second one is Barry Michaels, who wrote this. And in this book, they have a technique called the maze. And I'm going to paraphrase it as best as I can recollect. But essentially, in this particular tool, what we're supposed to do is, number one, identify when we're, we're having a feeling, right? When I was working with attorneys and and things like that. Clint, I was telling you that, you know, I, I was starting to get so worked up just going through the process as though I was sitting in an office with this, this female again. And that would have been a feeling. Had I known to use this tool in that moment, it would have saved me a great deal of, you know, just I was exhausted by the end of days like that. And when we're able to first identify that we're having a feeling, it could be, you're having a recollection of a relationship that you were in or maybe one that you're currently in and something is going on in your relationship or maybe with your boss or one of your children, you identify when you're having that feeling. And we all know when we're triggered or we start to get pissed off or our tolerance is on edge. And once we identify that we're having that feeling, then in this process, and this is a mental process, is we need to under understand and identify this link between our brain and our heart and understanding that in my brain, I'm having this trigger. This is the feeling that I'm having. What is that feeling? And then linking that directly with your heart. And from there, and this is the part where it takes a great deal of humbling down and 
consideration for us to be able to get over our egos a little bit. But we need to beam our heart straight into that individual in our minds, of course, unless you have some superpower. I would love to know how you physically do that. And we need to think about three good things about that person. And when I did my human potential training, another exercise that I was taught was to identify that person when they were a child and to picture them when they were five years old. And I think if we use these two tools in tandem, then it will enhance the effect even more. How much differently do you think that you would feel about that person that you hate if you could just pause for a second and to just truly identify three good things about that person? And the first thought might be something like, you know, I can't think of a single one, Mm -hmm. right? And that means that we need a little bit of a cool off period, And when that happens, we can pause for a moment and we can take three deep breaths. And a lot of people don't know the proper way to breathe, but taking in a deep breath through your nose and breathing into your diaphragm and the way that you know that you're doing that is because the bottom of your ribs will start to expand out and then allow your breath to be just a little bit longer when you have an out breath than it was when you took a breath in. And by calming our minds and calming ourselves, that will also calm our ego so much to the extent that we should be able to come up with something. And when we come up with at least one thing, we should be able to come up with two and then three. And in doing that, we're able to essentially take them as a book on the shelf and put it back on the shelf. And that's a book that you never need to pick up again if you don't want to. But it's one that you know is there for reference. And when we know that it's there for reference, we talked Um, in a last episode about understanding the vetting process with our relationships. It's very similar to that, where we know that there's this encyclopedia, encyclopedia, let me try that again, of this individual sitting up there on the shelf as a reference point for how we operate in the future. And by understanding this tool and knowing that everything we do in life should operate based off of a system. This is another system, another tool in our tool belt to be able to pull out We just need to choose to do it. We need to remember to do it. And if we understand that the moment that we feel a trigger, the moment that we're feeling a feeling, that that should be a cue to actually pull from our tool belt and use this as a trick, then we're we're going to save a great deal of time and anxiety and anxiousness and upset that will allow us to move on with our lives. Because I can guarantee you that that individual that you're ruminating on doesn't give two shits and they're not sitting there on the other side thinking about you in the same way. And when we understand that, it should feel a little offensive, right? Mm -hmm. We're putting in so much time and effort and upset over this individual who's not even thinking about us in return. Like that's truly offensive. (laughs) And when we look at it that way, then why would we waste our time doing it? Yeah. It's I, we're, we're going to come across people throughout our entire lives, good, bad, ugly. And it's, it's inevitable. You're going to have that happen to you. And it's really finding that balance. Don't let anyone hold control over your own personal well-being. And it's a lot easier said than done, of course. But these tools is something that Ashley and I both have learned with in dealing with those people is you learn from you learn from their behaviors and 
how their actions against you or, or towards you and you adapt to them and you don't put yourself not only in that same circumstance for it to happen again, but don't allow them to control your demeanor or anything associated to it. After you've already gone through those initial reasonings, good, bad, or ugly. And when we understand this practice, we adopt it and we learn to implement it within our own lives, this beautiful thing happens because we're then able to take that energy and then to share it with other people who might have a trigger that they're dealing with on their own, somebody that they're pissed off with on their own. And Clint will attest to the fact that the very first reaction that I have when I see somebody in that state of mind is they need to calm down. And it's easy for me to say that in a way to where I'm being judgmental. Like everybody just needs to calm the fuck down. But the reality is that I have practiced this in such great detail in other areas of my life that it makes it very easy for me to be able to share that calming energy with other people. And I, I get that. I receive that as a compliment all of the time that I am. it is one of my skills, one of my characteristics to be able to share that type of calming energy with other people because it makes me uncomfortable being in that element of hostility. I don't like that. I don't operate in that environment. That's why I'm very choosy about the way that I share my time, the people that I share my space with. I have a very specific level of energy that I like to implement on a routine basis. And I don't like anybody coming in from the outside of my kingdom to disturb that. Yeah, it's it's so important for us because we control everyone who we come in contact with. I mean, if you don't like being around someone, you you don't go around them. But if you do, you do. I mean, and I think it's something Ashley has a very strong personality with energies and, and kind of feeling someone else's energies and has a, a great talent for calming a situation down. And, and when someone's up at a higher level, is just being there in that moment with that person. And if you, someone's yelling at you and you start yelling back at them, you're not lowering the situation. You're sitting there and communicating on a different basis. And then, so if they're yelling at you and you come at them calm, they're inevitably going to bring it down to where you're at because they're going to feel awkward for continually yelling while you're just talking to them in a normal state. Yeah, for sure. The tools... The maze, I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.